In our first podcast, we sit down with photographer and filmmaker Daryl Richardson, whose work aims to build new narratives for communities of colour across the world. Hailing from the south side of Chicago, Daryl was the first in his family to have a passport and thus the opportunity to travel. His first formative trip came as a late teen when he found himself in Mexico for the first time. Perhaps this was a sign of things to come for Daryl, as 14 years later, he now resides in Mexico City, which is where we recorded this conversation. It's safe to say Mexico Mexico has changed Daryl's life in more ways than one. He's become a father, he's opened his first studio space, Fabric 29, and has undertaken his largest and most personal project to date, Just Soli, which is a piece highlighting the stories from the Afro-Mexican community of Costa Chica. My name is Yasmin, and this is the Trippin Podcast featuring friend and photographer Daryl Richardson. Math funny because anytime I meet strangers or someone overhears me talking, they're always like, yo, you should do, like, do you do radio or <laughs> all kinds of like, no. But you have the voice for radio? <laughs> I mean, that's what people have said. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it, but numerous <laughs> I think people, it's because you have a very deep yeah, voice, so it's kind of, um, it's very comforting. Oh. Yeah, I think, like, I heard that once, apparently, is it like Jay-Z, he has the perfect tone of voice. How do, that, they, like, how do they measure that? Well, it's like the most pleasing to the ear frequency. Uh, okay, yeah. I think, like, you know, you got a bit of bass in the voice. It's like a nice bounce. It's comforting. This mad funny, because when I was in Brooklyn early this year, I haven't been back to the States in a while at this at that point in time. And I was like on the way to train, talk, doing like a conference call or talking to someone. And then this like older black lady, she's just like, oh my God, you have a nice, you have an amazing voice. <laughs> like literally sing? just stopped me dead at a track show. Do you sing? Do I sing? Can no. you sing? Do you do karaoke? Can I sing? No, I never even. Maybe you should try. try. I mean, I really like this as an intro, so yeah. I feel like I should just introduce who I'm talking to, the man with the smooth voice. Uh, his name is Daryl Richardson. He's a photographer that I've been a super big fan of for many years now. For me, your kind of photography is it's more than photography. It's like art to me. It's kind of like film. It's very dramatic. Uh, it's very curious at times, like mysterious, but um, I always feel like there's a story behind your yeah. images, you know? Thank um, you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, it's, no. It's I, funny because like, I've known you from afar too, and yeah, I don't think we've actually met, talked, or even hung out until Mexico City. Yeah, exactly. So well, that's where we're at right now. This is for me. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's a Thank pleasure. You. Thank you for having me. to talk to you, and yeah, it's nice to have the stars have aligned we're now in mexico yes. city you've been here Some for yeah, two years almost now? a year a little over a year and a half nice yeah it'll be two years in february wow and you relocated Which, from new york from new city york, yeah so that's a kind of good place to start two very major cities um we're here in mexico city right now at your space fabrica 29 your studio space yeah. um studio so yeah what's gallery Restaurant, <laughs> whatever you want whatever. it to be. It's a playground. It Tell people it's a playground. That's a very good description. Yeah, it's definitely a playground. We've had some good parties in yeah. there too. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the parties the first, are pretty the first legendary. Minute, yeah. yeah, it's crazy that it's just the beginning. Yeah. We've only had this space, Chris and I, Chris mm -hmm. and I, 
a good friend of mine who I also met in Mexico City. Wow. You know, a lot of people think we've known each other for, for a while. I yeah. thought you knew each other for time. No, yeah, it's crazy. Mexico City is bringing me all of these just wonderful, beautiful souls. You know? mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, it, there's a real sense of community here. Um, and like encouragement, I think in like other cities like New York and London, I guess major cultural hotspots, you know, people have kind of seen everything, they've done everything. It's not as easy to get excited about stuff. Yeah, it's true. Um, kind of feels like you're in that same yeah. cycle over and over. Yeah, like another event, another party, yeah. another brand, yeah. like another exhibition. But yeah, I agree with you. There's something about here that, well, I mean, it's definitely sparked my creativity and and um, given me space to meet, you know, like-minded people who want to create cool stuff as well. So is that what it's been like for you being down here? Oh, like, how has it totally kind of just the whole, changed your path? Yeah, the whole atmosphere, the whole outlook on whatever it is you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. We were talking about this as, as soon as you came in today, just... You know, Mexico City has such a collaborative spirit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I do this, you do, you might do that. You know, that's, you know, have fun and experiment. That's all it's about down there, just experimenting and being being present, being in the now. And, you know, whatever comes from it, comes from it. And, you know, as long as you had a good time and you've met some similar souls, then, hey, let's do it. Yeah, I know. It's cool. I mean, for me, I had to come here because... When I started visiting Mexico, I just became obsessed. And then I only ever wanted to travel to Mexico. And I was like, okay, I want to see the rest of the world. So maybe I have to kind of base myself from here and jump off to other parts of the world. So are you still traveling quite a lot? Um, Mostly just within Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I've been to... Jillian, Logan, Lolo, and I. Yeah, your new, yeah, your new, new baby, your new, new brother. Congratulations. Yeah. So Mexico has also brought me that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, which is, wow. yeah. I feel like life's just moving at <laughs> hyper speed right now, and it, yeah. it all feels it all feels right. Yeah, and a super yeah. positive So Lolo, way. the studio, and yeah, all the people, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of, lot of amazing energy around. Yeah. It feels good. But um, yeah, we usually go to Costa Chica. Mm-hmm every month and we've been going down there since April. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we usually, Costa Chica is actually pretty long. It starts two hours south of Acapulco mm-hmm. and goes all the way down to like Mazunte, Puerto Anil area. Uh, in Oaxaca. Uh, yeah, in Oaxaca. Nice. So we usually stay like right at the border of mm-hmm. Guerrero and Oaxaca. Um, been there, Valle Bravo. Um, yeah, it's mostly traveling. Yeah. And especially since we've had Lola. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a big trip back to the States because my family's, all my family's in Chicago and Jill's family's in Atlanta. And then we just kind of made a pit stop in New York just to see some friends. So yeah, that was fun. Nice. But nothing, nothing too big or yeah. crazy. Usually I, yeah, every year we go somewhere, mm-hmm. which like right before we moved here, we were in Africa for almost a month. This is when yeah. you were in Kenya? Yeah, in Kenya, Tanzania which is how the people say it, but a lot of people always correct me. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with you're how, just the, how the locals you're just say it. Right there. Yeah. I know, it's much yeah. A lot of the people yeah, we met down there, yeah, yeah, a lot of people we met down there pronounce it Tanzania, so I've always thought it was Tanzania. So. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, nice. Tanzania, so. So you grew up in Chicago? Yeah, born and raised in Chicago, and then my 
dad wanted to get my me and my two younger sisters out of Southside Chicago. Mm-hmm. So Big up my, pops. yeah, for real. <laughs> At the time, I didn't I didn't get it. Yeah, because we moved to Tampa, Florida, which uh-huh. is literally the other end of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> so as you know, I was what 12, 13. Mm-hmm. and yeah, going through that that time was just like why you know yeah is that kind of i mean obviously it's relocating so it's not so much travel but is that kind of when the concept of travel entered your life when you were moving around as a kid or no not um it came later Mm -hmm. like towards the end of high school and i moved to tampa uh, i was what seventh grade so a year before high school Mm -hmm. so it took me quite a bit of growing and and learning to Mm -hmm. kind of dive more into it and yeah, my travel really didn't start until I'll say, or my my yearning to travel mm-hmm. didn't start until college sometime. Yeah, when I started shooting and taking pictures, uh-huh. so the camera kind of. And where did the yearning up. take you to? Those first. <laughs> oh man! What sparked the travel? I think travel my book? first trip was actually Mexico. Yeah. It's funny. It was. <laughs> it always comes <laughs> yeah, back to funny, Mexico. Yeah. Um, my friend was coming down here. Not Mexico City, it was, where was this? Cancun, of all places. Um, so he was coming down here for his birthday. His mom bought him a ticket and paid for everything. He's like, yo, I'm going by myself. You want to come? Just, you know, just cop a flight and you can crash with me. I was like, all right, let's do it. Nice. <laughs> let's do it, yeah. And that was like, yeah, opened your eyes. Like literally something clicked. Something that I didn't even know just clicked. And then from there, it was all right, let's do a month trip, like hopping from different cities in Europe and went to London, Paris, Belgium, like always like really obscure places yeah. thrown in the mix. Yeah. It's like, all right, if I might do Paris, I'm going to do like um, Bruges in Belgium. Or yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Or like something so you were kind of always kind of, yeah, off yeah. the beaten track. Yeah. Just because for me, that felt more interesting to photograph mm-hmm. because, you know, like, don't get me wrong, Paris is cool, Berlin, London, like all these places are amazing, but it there was some familiarity familiarity with New York and Chicago and like some of the bigger cities. Yeah. But you know, they all all had their own cool thing, but at so least at least visually I was more curious. I mean, because I was from Southside Chicago. Yeah. So like seeing architecture and art and design in places like outside of little villages in Antwerp <laughs> or outside of Antwerp was super inspiring. So what is it that you're looking for when you're when you're wanting to take photos? In those places, in yeah, particular, when you're traveling, like what, traveling? what really is catching your eye and um, getting you excited to take a, to take the shot? You know, I think it's a mix of of everything, and it's more a feeling, like a whatever energy the city provides mm-hmm. that usually kind of steers me in the direction I want to go for that trip or whoever, mm-hmm. like. Some places it's the people, some places the design, the colors, the textures. So, yeah, just the just depends. Yeah, because yeah, I really see and that. And light, like light for me, light is a big thing as well. Yeah, I was just thinking that because I would I spend a, a few weeks in Israel this summer, and wow, the light there hits yeah, super just hits different. so differently, right? And then in, <laughs> yeah, and in and I was back in London, like visiting my family, and I was like, wow. This light is it's very great you know yeah. there's not it's not as a doesn't pop yeah, as much the yeah. colors aren't as rich and and it's really interesting yeah. kind of looking at places and characterizing them by like 
the light. Yeah. Like I haven't spent much time like in Greece or in that kind of Santorini, super white, yeah. blue, the way the light bounces. It doesn't seem there. real sometimes. Yeah, right? You can be sitting right there in that moment and you're just like, you're just blown away. What has been yeah. some of the, your top light moments? Top your light? highlights? It's <laughs> there you go. The highlights. Um, it's, for, it's hilarious because Jill says when I like on my tombstone, it's going to be like, oh, that light was fire. Oh, that light was crazy. Like, do you see this light? Or something with light is definitely going to be on my, on my headstone. Um, top five awe-inspiring light moments. Uh, I didn't say top five, but please, or, like as many as you got. Or what did you say? Or you just said the hits, the hits, the highlights. Selections, ones that um, spring to mind. Definitely Oaxaca. Yeah. All of Oaxaca too. Like Oaxaca City, from Oaxaca City to Oaxaca Coast. Or, even I'll just say Mexico because yeah. there's yeah the light here there's and a golden, with, with yeah. the colors and just the whole scenery it's it's crazy it doesn't seem yeah. real um, Greece is probably another one Paris is definitely up there mm-hmm. and it's usually like the light with the with the architecture yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know the scenery mm-hmm. it's yeah Colombia was pretty crazy too right. where were you in Colombia um, I went to Bogota for a little bit and then uh, I'm blanking on the name it's a coastal city and then there's like a little small there's a small uh, fishing village Mm -hmm. right next to it nice Um, yeah I'm blanking on the name right now but nice had had that fire light though it's crazy in the the city it's kind of like a Mexico vibe to it but I guess all Latin America uh, all Latin American countries have just crazy amounts of smog and pollution. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just the way like certain light looks through that clouds of pollution, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, because you you really have that. I guess some common themes that in your work from the architectural shots to yeah. the kind of abstract light work. But what I love the most is when you're taking portraits of the people that you meet kind of uh, on your travels, on your trips. They're, I don't know, there's just so much energy. And um, something that I've kind of thought a lot about, you know, when working with photographers and travel photography in general, um, is that how how do you kind of build that relationship with your subject? Because I think that, especially in today's landscape, where we kind of want to you know, we want to travel more, but, you know, definitely one thing that we try and push with Trippin is how to travel a bit more respectfully and kind of integrate and into the communities respectfully and and kind of building relationships and not just, like, taking a shot for the ground and being like, cool, thank you very much, see you later. So, um... Yeah, there's so much taking now. Mm -hmm. What are you going to give me? What can I get from you? This and that. Take, 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 take. But it's like, all right, how are... How is that, you know, moment of time and those people benefiting mm-hmm. from you being there as well? Yeah. Which I think it goes a lot deeper than that, too. So it's just like me being a black man in the world, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that leaves a lot of people inspiring, especially me taking pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not rapping. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play basketball anymore. Yeah. You know? um, so I think breaking down those kind of just preconceived judgments uh-huh. of, of yeah. people and culture yeah. is usually what kind of 
opens the door a lot of times for me when yeah. I take pictures because people don't expect it. Yeah. Um, and so also you catch yeah. people off guard a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also with the polarized, now you you do a lot when uh-huh. you're um, when we when you shared your photos from Kenya. Yeah. And you had these beautiful polaroids and yeah, I those guess are usually it's a nice way yeah. To, those are to usually share gifts. your gifts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are usually just gifts. So usually when I actually I'm a, am able to show people, then mm-hmm. that's only a small portion of, of what I shot. Yeah. Usually it's just, hey, take this, and then <laughs> a lot of people are like, all right, another one, another one, another one. I'm like, oh, no, this is actually... We only brought this, this, this amount of film. It's like, I might have enough for the rest of my trip, but it's actually expensive, you know? <laughs> like, these aren't cheap. Yeah. And some people are like, all right, well, why don't you just get uh, Fuji Instax, like something with yeah, like cheaper yeah, film? Yeah. I'm like... I don't shoot that, so yeah. I wouldn't give someone something that's not fully, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, my art or that moment or yeah, how yeah. I see that moment. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Well, take, the nice good, take the take the good ones, take the yeah. good ones. Yeah. So in in Kenya for at Unity, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of those Polaroids were just yeah. there. There's probably still there. Yeah. Just seeing people's reaction, like. It's interesting when, when you cross people and cultures and you go to these places and there's not really like this big perception of self. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of mirrors and just ways to even print a photo and, yeah. or hang something or paintings with portraiture. So it's like, yeah, your image of self is not really, you don't really see that a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's always amazing to see someone's reaction, even in this crazy, like super high tech, like selfie area, so yeah. selfie era, um, just their reaction yeah. to receiving a photo of themselves, and they're just like, wow, seeing their own, yeah, seeing their own image, or them with their friend, and then they're all they always nat- natural models too. <laughs> so after the first one, after they see it, like they're super curious, like, all right, what's this dude doing? He like he looks crazy. What's his camera? You know, yeah. <laughs> and then once they see it, it's just like something clicks, yeah, and they're just like, wow. So then they grab their friends and it was cool in unity because they're calling people from villages over like yeah. i couldn't even see nothing in the distance but they're just hey, hey, hey. Wow. like calling people over so then like really posing and so tell us out. a bit about unity is a village in samburu samburu in kenya samburu yeah it's northern kenya it's about maybe three four hour flight mm-hmm. from kenya and a little like pedal hop like a little five-seater plane wow. <laughs> um but yeah, so Samburu is the area, and then um, Jillian and I, we stayed with a tribe of women wow. in this village called Unity. And yeah, so their tribe is also like their Samburu people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the name of the tribe. And so it's all women, kind of? Yeah, all women, a few men. Yeah. Um, like their brothers or... They still have husbands that might have might live in the city. Some oh, wow. uh, very few of them, mm-hmm. and then their kids. Nice. Yeah. And how long were you there? We were at the village for yeah, uh, ten days. Nice. Yeah, almost two weeks. And just sort of living side by side, and what what was just, the what was the daily we, routine? Like, we were yeah, we were part of the tribe for for that ten days. How did you How did you find out about them about unity? Uh, um. I saw there was a documentary on Vice, and my friend Kai, she stayed there as well, nice. seeing that, and yeah, 
research a little bit because like, we were planning this trip in Africa, where we started in Jambiana, which is in Zanzibar. It was like right on the coast and before we moved to Mexico City. So started in Jambiani, um, then stayed near Kilimanjaro. And we knew we wanted to like a more authentic experience because mm-hmm. the crazy thing about that part of Africa, it's really hard to get to a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, just transport wise, getting from one city to the next, um, it just takes a lot. And then most places are just, yeah, not the vibe we're looking for. It's more like safari. Than yeah, more like, like safari, more, yeah. super, you have to go through like a tour company or agency or something. And I was like, nah, screw that. <laughs> we don't like to travel like that. You know, yeah, I feel like yeah, we miss yeah. on those like really authentic moments when mm-hmm. you kind of take that route and you're forced to see something and forced to go somewhere. Yeah. So it was the craziest trip I ever like planned or like went on. And yeah, we we're just trying to stay with like a tribe and just get like a more real feeling. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the the biggest thing you learned from living with the tribe? Oof. Um, sense of community. Like they look after each other's kids. Some people say, oh, like, oh, like who's, um, when the child's name was Chodo. Like, all right, who's Chodo's mom? And they're like, uh, like we kind of, yeah, we kind of all are. You know? yeah. like everybody just, everybody does their part. Mm-hmm. And, and would you say you can really, you could really see the sort of difference in well-being, you know, like compared to the Western world and yeah. you know modern, you know, life to yeah. tribal life. Totally, yeah. I mean, yeah, like just that sense of community and how they just take care of each other. And there was times when. Before I moved to Mexico City in Harlem, like, I didn't even know. I didn't even see a neighbor. You <laughs> were like, oh yeah, we live in this building with you. I'm like, what? Like, I've never seen you in the three years I've been there, well, you know? Yeah. So, and it's crazy. And they li- literally live seconds away from mm-hmm. you, you know? So yeah. it's it's wild just being in, you know, a place like New York or these bigger cities where, you know, there's millions of people and all these different entities, mm-hmm. but, you know, you still can feel so isolated. Yeah. It. But then just in that village, it's just like, yeah. The togetherness. The togetherness. The and, and, yeah, the unity, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Just how they really don't waste anything. You yeah. Know? It's amazing. It's inspiring to see. Yeah. I'm going to quote you now. <laughs> I'm going to do a quote from a chat that we had a while back. Um, and you said, another important part of traveling for me is being able to change the global narrative created towards people of color. The black travelers underrepresented and misrepresented in media around the world. And because of this, most people of color believe that seeing the world might not be for them. The more diversity we have amongst travelers, the better off the world will be. And like, so now I know you've done a few projects kind of highlighting communities of color, like in Unity Village. And more recently, your current project about the Afro-Mexican citizens of Costa Chica in Mexico. Um, so I wanted to know, as a, as a black traveler, how does the experience differ for you when you're immersing in these cultures compared to maybe Western European more white mm. cultures? It's kind of oddly, I wouldn't say similar. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting mm-hmm. because, yeah, you travel around as, you know, a black male or 
you know, even if you're female, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, traveling around as this black body in, you know, predominantly white spaces. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and with the role of media and entertainment kind of mixed in, there's like these, you know, stigmatisms that you just get associated with. Mm-hmm. So everyone thinks I'm a basketball player or a rapper, or, you know, I'd say I'm a photographer. People actually laughed before, like, oh, you're a black photographer? And that, that happened to me here, actually, which was crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, a black photographer, and like literally joking with his friend, laughing. Like, he just couldn't believe it. So, you know, being black and being an artist, I feel like, yeah, like I just said, it, um, I don't even know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that being lot, yeah. sort of like the work you do, being an example and being like, yeah. um, being seen. We're just breaking, breaking yeah. those barriers. Cause, <laughs> exactly. You know, when we talk about, traveling and taking stuff all the time mm-hmm. it's like all right what are we giving how are we interacting with these people and i think we i try to make it a point to communicate more than i take pictures mm-hmm. at unity the first i didn't really take those all those photos from or from the last two days oh, wow. <laughs> out of 10 days yeah and like i feel like it's really important just existing and being so people can also learn from you and yeah. it's just like you know i don't really get offended anymore when people say oh you're a basketball player i usually just make something up like no i'm a rocket scientist or mm-hmm. something obscure just to catch them off guard <laughs> <laughs> just have fun with yeah, it yeah just yeah. have fun with it just because i mean people really don't know and mm-hmm. their perception of you know what it is to be a black male from south side of chicago is very one-sided because mm-hmm. it's all you really see yeah so i think it's yeah definitely getting out helps change that global narrative and mm-hmm. then it's also I f- kind of see it as like my duty to help tell those stories mm-hmm. and use photography for you know it's almost like shining a light yeah and not really you know like because even in my project Jusoli in Costa Chica it's less documentary and more just observational mm-hmm. just because I really want to bring who they are and you know yeah, so tell us, there, tell us to the, um, to the forefront. Yeah, but I want to know more about this project in Costa Chica. We talked about it a so, bit, but um, yeah, tell it briefly. Yeah. <laughs> so I discovered that there was yeah, a huge population of Afro-descendants in Mexico and that Mexico actually had slaves. I mean, you would kind of figure that that was the case, but you never really taught about it in school or there's no really like articles or documentaries on it. Um, so I came across Costa Chica and the Afro descendants in Mexico through this book called Flash of the Spirit, which is, it kind of shows the direct impact that a couple of African civilizations like the Yoruba tribe and a couple of other people, like how they've influenced the world really. So they talk about New York and then they mention um, how Mexico had slaves and how they landed in Costa Chica. So as soon as I, I'm like, as soon as I read that, I was like, how have I not heard anything about this? Mm-hmm. So I started researching a little bit more and yeah, come to find out there's not really anything on this, you know, this such a big area of, of Mexican history and culture that no one really talks about. There's no really like documentaries, no articles, like nothing. And so you've been yeah. going down there yes, for this year. Yeah. So I found out about um, Afro-Mexicans in Costa Chica 
and there's a few in Veracruz too. Mm-hmm. But Costa Chica has the largest population mm-hmm. of Afro descendants. Um, yeah, so spent all of last year just researching, and then just came to a point where I was like, all right, I have to, I have to tell the story yeah. through photos. But then also, this is the first time I'm really experimenting with video as well. So I was just like, I need to just go all out. So what kind of um, what kind of stories? What have you been learning since being down there in Costa Chica? Uh, biggest thing is not as dangerous as people make it seem. Mm-hmm. Like before I went, I was talking to a few people here in Mexico City about it, and everyone was trying to steer me away. Just like, oh, it's so dangerous, so dangerous. People were sending me articles comparing it to Afghanistan and all these places. I was just like, I'm. Like, I'm going. <laughs> Either way, like, I have to go find out for myself what it's like. And yeah, surprisingly, there was a lot of pride, which they really don't know exactly where their ancestry is from or, you know, how they got there, but they know they're different. They know the Afro. So a lot of people are really, really embracing that side. And yeah, it's definitely a story I feel like people should see and hear more about. And, yeah, just get to know. <clears throat> yeah, super excited to check that out. I mean, it's um, it's funny like how you said when people are trying to steer you away from a destination. Like I feel like there's a lot of that. Um, yeah, I mean, people say that about Mexico City. Yeah, as well. all the time, you know. And I mean, even this summer, like I said, I was in Israel. Like um, my partner is from there, and I was uh, there to visit him and his family, and and. I had, you know, someone on Instagram sort of message me and saying, you know, you shouldn't be going there, you, sh- you shouldn't be, you know, sort of, you, you being there is supporting, you know, a, a regime and, or a state that is oppressing sort of others. And, and it really got me thinking about this, um, these narratives that were told about places and, you know, especially when we're hearing a lot of things online and we're not experiencing it firsthand, how much is holding us back? you know, from from connecting with each other, you know. And in fact, like, I I met many Palestinian people while I was there. I, I learned so much about, about the history, about, you know, kind of both sides of the coin and how people feel about it and how it's affecting young people and creative people, um, which is, I would never have, have had, you know, got gained that understanding had I not. Yeah, just like reading articles. Yeah, or if, you know, and and so like, I don't know, what's your philosophy for that when you're, um, when you're kind of traveling? No, you have to form your own narratives. Everywhere I've been in the world, it's always completely different from any article I read or interview I've heard or anything, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always different. So you have to, that's what it's about, like breaking those, breaking those barriers. So like the whole world grows and like we learn from each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like now the people you encountered in Israel, you know, they know what it's like being from London, being in Mexico City now, and you know, you're a whole outlook on the world. And it's not just their culture too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think like they're learning from you as well, so. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think that is the biggest thing you know, for me, travel has given me is kind of education yeah. and connection, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, you have to, cause like I'm from South Chicago, so 
it gets just as bad as rep as, as anywhere else in the, in the world. But then, you know, it's home. Like all my family's there. And do you go back there now? I'm starting to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm getting older, and um, now we have Lolo as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely more harder to be back there as, do you, as often as is, possible. Um, from your kind of family and your community back in Chicago, do you feel like travel is, you know, a priority for people there or, oh, or an no, opportunity? Definitely, yeah, definitely not. Oh. <laughs> I'm the only one in my family with a passport. Wow. Yeah. Actually, my, I think my cousin has one and yeah, my, I, my uncle might have one too. Cause he was in the army, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, out of, you know, we have a pretty decent sized family and mm-hmm. three people <laughs> with, a, with a passport. So. Yeah. I mean, how do you, I mean. And it's also like, you know, because we have to form our own narrative. So because no one traveled, like my parents never traveled, never got around, my grandparents never traveled. So their their knowledge of the world is just whatever the media kind of tells mm, them. Exactly, yeah. So I think last, not last year, a couple years back, before I went to Japan with, uh, with my partner, Jill, mm-hmm. stopped to see my grandpa, because we stopped in Chicago on purpose for, for a little bit and then yeah, I was hanging out with my grandma. He's like, well, I don't know why you're traveling to all these places. Like, Japan's probably crazy out there. Like, you gotta be careful. I'm just like, we're in the south side of Chicago, you know? <laughs> like, I can just walking from where he was back to my grandma's house, you know, some yeah. crazy shit could have happened. Yeah. You know? But then for him, like, his knowledge of Japan is just whatever, you know, he ever saw on TV yeah. or read about. I'm like, this is the nicest place in the world, nicest people, you know? Yeah. So it's always, yeah, it's always a different story once you, you're actually you there. Costa like, Chica was the same way. Um, when you're telling them kind of stories of your trips and your experiences, it's yeah. helping, you know, to kind of change that narrative with them? Or? Um, I think it's more so now <laughs> that I'm here in Mexico. Yeah. And people we, have to start we, we to have, think about coming to see I have a daughter now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now my dad, especially him, he's super on, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to get my passport, I'm going to get my passport. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Nice. <laughs> let's do it, yeah. Same with my sisters and everything. So, wow. Yeah. It's definitely forcing them to get out. Like, you know? Yeah. Winter in Chicago is, is brutal. <laughs> so just come down here, we go to Oaxaca. Michelada. Yeah, for real. All year round. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, Daryl, let's round it out. Just tell me a little bit about what's on the horizon, what you're looking forward to, what's coming up, what's coming out. So, yeah, the biggest thing right now is the project in Costa Chica, Jusoli. Um, going back there at the end of October for Dia de los Muertos. And, yeah, I'm excited. So really looking forward to that. And, yeah, after that, Hopefully early 2020, we can start pushing some of the photos and video content out there. So Amazing. Where can we it. find you online? Instagram. I'm taking a hiatus right now. Yeah. I need a break. Taking a break? <laughs> a much needed break, yeah. Give um, us your website. <laughs> but Instagram's website, same thing. It's Daryl. Website is Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L hyphen Richardson.com. And Instagram is... First name, last name, Daryl Richardson, underscore. Nice. Get it. Well, thank you very much, Daryl. It's been thank a you. pleasure chatting to you. Uh, that's all from us. You've been listening to the Trippin' Podcast. My name is Yasmin. Until the next time, stay trippin'.
enjoyed that conversation go ahead and subscribe if you did you can connect with us on instagram at trippin.world and make sure you check out our website www.trippin.world for more deep dives into culture creativity and communities from around the globe my name is yasmin thank you for listening stay trippin <laughs>